everyone. I'm Coco. And this is Mike. And this is Rock and Vino, the podcast where we talk about wine and music and how the two go so well together. Find us online all over the place on the TuneIn Radio app, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anywhere podcasts are offered, all the great places. Rockandvino.com. And find us on social media at Rock and Vino, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all the places. Uh, like and subscribe, get new episodes delivered every week, and then you don't have to go and find it. Super every easy. Every Tuesday. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so this week, we are taking a trip over to Napa and for a uh, event with a little bit of wine, a little bit of music, it, it fits, and a place where you can actually rosé all day. Yes. <laughs> we love to rosé all day. And with us, we have Ingrid Chang and Melanie Schaefer, Senior Marketing and Hospitality Managers from Sterling Winery. Thanks for coming in. Welcome, ladies. Thank you. Thanks. And so uh, we're going to talk about this lovely rosé fest that you guys put on. Um, but before we do that, let's talk a little bit about the actual winery itself. Where are you guys located in Napa? Kind of what wines um, can people and what experience can they have when they visit your winery? Uh, so we're located in Calistoga. We are the only winery with an area gondola, so it's yeah. pretty hard to miss us. <laughs> um, we have a couple different experiences that you can ha- have when you come visit us. Uh, we can see actually the full production of winery um, making at the top. Uh, that's a $35 experience. You're going to taste through some of our Napa type wines. Um, but we also have a lot of elevated experiences. So um, have a lot of food and wine experiences. Um, one that's featured all sparkling wines. Nice. So that kind of fits in with our rosé thing. <laughs> um, and the other one that features more of our higher end cab. Um, and they're all done with food pairings as well. So Very nice. I will say that it's probably one of the best places to really experience winemaking because our wine, our winery tour does take you and actually you get to see all the facilities. Usually in most other wineries, they're kind of behind the scenes things, mm-hmm. but really Sterling was made in mind to really showcase all those features. Awesome. And is all your wine like produced and bottled on property or is it... Like, is that kind of what the guests can see? Um, the guest is going to see everything that is produced um, for our reserve and single vineyard tiers at the property. Nice. So... Very exciting. All the special things that you can only get at the winery. Yeah, and tell us a little bit about this gondola ride. That sounds awesome. It's a three-minute ride. Four. Four people. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And is that what they take to get up to the tasting room? Yes. Okay. So everybody that comes to the winery gets to experience the gondola. Yes, up and down. Awesome. And it's a different ride up um, versus down. Oh, okay. So it's unique. Very cool. And uh, is it um, by appointment only, or can anybody just kind of stop by? Um, we encourage reservations, mm-hmm. um, but you can have definitely come up to the door and just purchase a ticket there. Uh, for our more elevated experiences for food and wine, um, we really encourage a reservation, but occasionally we do have a spot open mm-hmm. so they can inquire. Um, food and wine is really only available Thursday through Sunday during the winter here. So um, if you're coming this summer, then you have a little bit more opportunity on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, but in the winter, it's Thursday through Sunday. Awesome. Now, the, the location itself, if in relation to maybe to downtown in Napa, where uh, you mentioned it was a Calistoga, you said that? Uh, yes. So we're located at 1111 Donawheel Lane. Um, so that would be just a little bit south of the actual town of Calistoga. Um, you really can't, I honestly can't miss it. It looks like a big white castle on top yeah. of the hill. <laughs> I've definitely seen it and have noticed the gondola. I'm like, I need to go there one day. Yeah. <laughs> It's definitely an experience. Yeah, that's great. That's very cool. And how long has the winery been there for? 
1973. Oh, wow. wow. So, long time. Okay. Very cool. And so, uh, so coming up in uh, June, on Saturday, June 8th, is the Rosé Fest. And this is the third year, is that right? Of yes. The, of the fest? Okay. And so, how, uh, what can people experience at this festival and when do tickets go on sale? Tickets are already on sale, so if you want to go to NapaRoséFest.com, you can take a look at all the ticket levels and pricing and start planning your trip up. Um, As you said before, it is a great place to do rosé all day, (laughs) as you said. Um, And yeah, we'll have a lot of other featured wineries pouring their rosés, some live music, and some other good tidbits as well. I saw um, on the press release that everybody gets a baguette upon arrival from Bouchon. <laughs> That's amazing. Bread. It's much and, needed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you're going to rosé all day, you need some bread to soak it all up. Yeah. <laughs> so this year we'll be featuring um, at least 30 wineries, possibly 35 wineries. Oh, nice. Um, and they're from all over. So rosé is from Napa, um, Sonoma, and some imports as well. Mm. And um, we have Neon Velvet playing. Mm-hmm. This is their third year playing for us. Uh, they're a San Francisco-based band. Um, they're a lot of fun. Um, we feature about five to six different restaurants, so still kind of um, getting all those details together. But right now we have Market and oh, yeah. Bouchon's there um, and Tarla. Mm-hmm. There are some local Napa restaurants. Uh, food trucks as well. Fun. Um, but it's a good time. Now, there's a few... Kind of ticketing levels. You've got some pairing packages and some VIP packages. What what are the different uh, different levels people can jump in at? Um, so the general admission gets you to the top of the hill via the gondola, <laughs> <laughs> or if you want to take a bus, you can do that too. Um, so you go go up. You'll get a nice Riedel glass. Um, it says you know Rosé Fest on it. Uh, your Bouchon baguette, which you'll definitely need, <laughs> and um, then you'll be actually be able to just wander all over the top of the winery and sample rosés from all over. Wow! Meet some of the local winemakers um, or other people pouring for each winery, um, and there's food throughout the entire experience. That's our general experience. Um, if you want to upgrade then to the premium, we're going to also include a ticket so you can get a food truck, um, little lunch kind of thing, and a glass of wine on our lawn where our band is playing. Um, we also have games down there and a couple other little activities planned. Um, or if you really want to go for the big thing, you go for the VIP experience, right? Oh, so yeah. we're going to take you up in a pink limo. Wow. Um, you'll be able to get all the other good stuff, but then you also have your own space on one of our terraces um, with your own little live music and some really special rosés. Sounds amazing. Do people usually dress in pink for this event? Of course. I love it. So fun. Now, Rosé itself, I'm sure you guys have seen this. It seems like it's really blown up in the past few years, hence now a festival for it. Have you seen that the same phenomenon with the winery, at the winery? Uh, For our winery, of course. Um, We actually make three different Rosés. So we have a sparkling Rosé, Rosé of Syrah, and then our newly released um, Rosé in cans. Well. Oh, how fun in cans. Yeah. Oh, that's great. And will that is that only available at the winery, or can people purchase that in store somewhere? It's slowly getting out there. Okay. But right now, I would say only at the winery. Very um, exciting. But yeah. And of course, you know, we, we're seeing a lot of rosés coming from all different varietals, which I think yeah. is what makes this um, event really special, is you can have a rosé made with Pinot, or you can have a rosé made with Syrah. Um, so it really is giving you an example of the... Um, big breadth of 
you know, rosé out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really fun seeing how rosé has just really been embraced these past few years and how you don't even, it doesn't have to be the summertime to drink rosé. You can literally drink it all year round. Oh. And kind of some of the more robust rosés, I guess you could drink in the wintertime, you know, than your typical pinot of rosé. But um, but even then, I mean, I drink it all the time. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good one for the everyday. Yeah. Do you guys have a particular favorite rosé at your winery that you guys, is like your go-to rosé? I'm definitely partial to the sparkling rosé. Nice. Not only because it's delicious, but it comes in this pretty pink bottle. Okay, yeah. fun. I love that, like, marketing, too, you know? Yeah. has to have the right branding. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely a very Instagrammable bottle. Oh, yeah. You got to be Instagram-friendly these days. <laughs> yep. Very and cool. this festival's uh, when we actually release that wine every year, so it's really fun. Oh, nice. Okay. And then also with the festival, I was noticing that it also um, supports breast cancer research with the Susan G. G. Cohen Foundation. Yep. Very cool. So um, um, how long, and is it, what did I read? It was like $10 yep. from so each the, ticket. The, between the first two years, we were able to donate $25,000 to That's Susan amazing. G. Cohen. And um, so this year, it's the same as last. It's $10 for every ticket sold. Okay. And then we also contribute 20% of our wine sales for the day. So Wow, that's fantastic. Yeah, definitely encouraging you know, people to leave with rosé because mm-hmm. it goes back. And then I know um, people do make additional um, donations at the festival as well to Susan G. Coleman. Wow, this is a beautiful bottle of canned rosé. Wow. Like, this is awesome. I'm just going to walk around with this every day. <laughs> we'll, we'll be sure to post a picture of this onto, um, onto the website. And then is, this is the sparkling rosé? Yeah. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, this is stunning. So it's like a nice, beautiful pink bottle. I love it. Pink Ro- and black. Rose gold. Rose gold. <laughs> yes, rose gold. I, I feel like in some ways, the, having it in the can, it's almost like a more accessible option for you know, people who might be interested in trying it out. I'd well, this is great. Like if you're going to go to a concert in the park too. or that if too. you're going to go down the river, like I will grab this before a can of beer any day. Yeah. <laughs> and they refrigerate yeah. very quickly. They get cold really fast. Oh, I love that. That's amazing. Very cool. Now, along with Sterling, you also have a, a host of wineries also pouring. Uh, are they specifically Napa wineries? What, what, um, type of or what are the different wineries that are going to be out there as well? Um, there's several different ones. Um, some of them are repeat, you know, and some of them are new. So like Close Bagasse will be there. They've been there for this will be their third year. Um, then we have a new winery this year joining us called Stringer Cellars. Um, we have VC Tui, um, the Castle, the Castello di Amorosa from across the street, um, Etude, Bowu, um, Stegs Leap. So there's several different wineries definitely joining us. Um, and it's actually kind of fun every year when we go out to see who wants to join. Mm-hmm. Um, some people actually are like, no, I don't have enough rosé. I can't make the <laughs> festival. Like, well, that's a good thing. Um, and others, you know, wait to actually release theirs to this festival. So Nice. But it's about 30, 35 different wineries. And um, what is the max capacity of tickets that can be sold for this event? A thousand. Nice. Very cool. And so tickets are on sale now. Yes. And people can buy them. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, again, go to, what's the website again for that? NapaRoseFest.com. Perfect. Okay. 
Now, for Sterling specifically, uh, I believe you said 76 was when it opened? Seven, well, when we opened or when did we start it? <laughs> oh, uh, well, let's say started. <laughs> so you're going to go back to 73. 73, okay. So uh, give a little bit of history of the winery and uh, who your winemaker is. Uh, so Harry Hansen is our senior winemaker. Um, he's been with us for several years, so he is responsible for all these beautiful rosés and all of our current released uh, reserve and single vineyard wines. Um, he's a great guy. You can occasionally catch him there. He's got Lauren Copet, who is a secondary uh, winemaker. Um, he's, you know, she's fun. She, this is kind of her first official um, winemaking job. She came to us as an intern. She's been sticking with us. So um, she's very excited about winemaking, which is great. Um, the winery uh, originally started um, by a gentleman named Peter Newton. Um, he owned Sterling Paper Company uh, in San Francisco. And like all great people, he thought, oh, let's build a winery. Except he decided to build his winery on top of the hill instead of his house, whereas everybody <laughs> did the opposite. <laughs> so um, his house was at the bottom and his winery was at the top. But um, it's one of the top visited wineries in Napa Valley. So we can argue over who's one, two, or three between us and a couple others, but <laughs> we do see several thousand guests a year. Wow, so. that's amazing. Mm -hmm. Now, in terms of the availability of the wines themselves, uh, are they available in stores? Are you mostly doing wine clubs to, uh, straight to consumer, or wh where should people look for the wines? Uh, we definitely have stuff in stores, but everything at the winery is available at the winery only. Um, well, and I just found out that the cans are available at Safeway. Yes. So that's pretty great. So if you can't make it to the winery, you can go to Safeway and get your wine, your rosé in a can. Yes. <laughs> and I just realized that the the sparkling, it matches my phone. It was meant like perfectly. <laughs> I love it. Um, and then I have kind of a random question. On your website, there is a mention of Live Nation. Is there a partnership that, that's going on with Live Nation there? We do have a partnership with Live Nation. Um, you should go to the website and check it out. <laughs> yeah, turn up the night. It's an ultimate concert experience. Let's see. We have several different Sterling bars at a couple of their venues. Oh, um, great. Serving Sterling wines and such. Oh, that's fantastic. It's yeah. nice because, you know, when you used to go to concerts, there was not really a lot of wine available. And if there was wine available, it wasn't good wine. So yeah. it's good to hear that good wine is now available at, you know, Live, I mean, Live Nation. They have a ton of venues all across everywhere. Yes. So that's really cool. Awesome. And do they are they going to serve the canned wines at the concerts? I don't know. We okay. have to find out. Yeah, those cans are deceiving. They're actually half a bottle. Oh. I mean, hey, <laughs> no complaints here. I'll I'll take that any day. <laughs> now, uh, referenced it before. There uh, will be music out of the event with uh, Neon Velvet from San Francisco. Uh, yeah. Talk a little bit about them. Um, they're kind of like an '80s all the way to current pop. Um, so if it's danceable, they're probably playing it. Um, they're very enthusiastic. They're fun. Um, we have them back every year because everybody just loves them. Mm -hmm. And um, they love doing the event as well. They're just fun. Fun. And do you guys have any other events coming up later in the year? Um, we will have our um, winemaker dinner later in the year. Okay. Which is when we actually release um, a, a wine that we have called Iridium. Mm. Um, it's the wine of the Emmys as well. 
Oh, wow. very cool. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so we'll have that coming up um, in fall and then just a couple like club type events. And what kind of wine is the Iridium? It's a Cabernet. Oh, lovely. All right. Also in a very stunning bottle. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah, I noticed like, yeah, your marketing is very beautiful. It's like, it's very aesthetically pleasing, which is nice. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and Instagrammable. And Instagrammable, yes. And we'll have Instagram moments at Rosé Fest. Oh, are you guys going to have like a, a step and repeat? Yeah, there's several different ones set up for Oh, people, really so. cool. Mm-hmm. So come prepared with your hashtags, people. <laughs> yes. We'll have hashtags there for you as well. Yeah. <laughs> it, it seems like an event like this might get a younger crowd than your typical wine event. It seems like it's more kind of engaging to maybe people in their 20s and 30s than... Yeah, Other ones might it'll be. definitely skew a little bit that way. Um, but, you know, it's the first year I think we saw a little bit more female to male. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Last year it seemed pretty even, which was exciting to see. Um, but it, it, it definitely skews probably more the 24 to 32. Um, mm-hmm. But it's a fun event. If you want to really get to know Rosé, then this is the place to do it. Absolutely. And um, so... Can you tell us a little bit about your wine club and what benefits that that gives your members? Uh, we have several, several different levels of wine club. So, of course, when you become um, a wine club member, you get to come visit us when pretty much whenever you want mm-hmm. and take that great gondola ride. Um, discounts on wine. You know, you're the first person to get our wines. Um, special events that we throw. Um, we have special room for club members. Um, oh, special nice. food offerings for club members. Um, that's kind of, you know, it depends on what, you, what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. We have everything from if you like sweet wines all the way up to I just want big, bold Cabernets. We've got a club for you. Nice. So. That's great. And yeah. do, um, do you guys have your own chef on site that provides, like, the food and wine experiences? We, we do. We have a full culinary team with an executive chef on site. Awesome. Um, so anytime you come to an event by us or you partake in any sort of food and wine experience, it's prepared by our chefs. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jim, Chef Jim, is he's great. He comes to us from the CIA. So oh, great. Professionally trained and... Um, he's often found in the tasting room talking to our guests. Oh, lovely. So. Uh, and the winery itself, uh, also kid-friendly. Uh, lots of stuff to do kind of for the whole family, right? Yes, we are family-friendly. Um, so when you come and you visit with your youngsters, they're going to get a little backpack that has some snacks in it and some little activities to keep them uh, entertained while mom and dad are sipping wine along the way. Um, we do ask for no children in our food and wine experience. Um, it's a small room. It's a quiet little intimate experience, but um, definitely want to show those youngsters how we make wine, and um, you'll see them quite often. We see oh, that's cool. a lot of children. That's awesome that they get a little backpack full of goodies to yeah. keep them kind of occupied and happy. Yes. That's always a plus for kids. We also have <laughs> strollers on site, so you don't even have to bring your own. We have them there for how you. How nice. Um, so, yeah. That's really awesome. All inclusive. <laughs> yeah. And do you guys ever have live music in the tasting room for any of, like, just in general? Or is it just for special events? Uh, usually just special events. Yeah. Okay. Our tasting area spaces um, in what we consider our main tasting room are actually quite small and intimate. Mm. You know, um, we have big terraces. Uh, we have actually terraces. You can see the entire valley, 360. 
Um, oh, wow. Depending on where you are. So you can see north, south east and west mm-hmm. um, from Sterling. So uh, it's smaller spaces, but um, still, you know, enough for space for a lot of people to visit us. Nice. I mean, I definitely think that Southview Terrace has one of the most iconic views of the Napa Valley. It faces south, so you can actually almost see the valley go all the way down. And, you know, especially being up in Calistoga, you're to the north. And so that's the largest terrace. And it actually, we have newly installed... Um, what do you call them? Shade sails. Shade sails. So okay. during the summertime, when it can get pretty toasty up there, mm-hmm. you can sit and lounge on the terrace in the shade. And okay. still enjoy those beautiful views. Yeah. Oh, very cool. Get a glass of wine. Rosé Fest Napa Valley. It's uh, Saturday, June 8th, uh, noon to four at Sterling Vineyards. Uh, tickets at NapaRoséFest.com. And I assume, since it's a relatively intimate, intimate event at 1,000 people, you uh, advice would be to jump in early and not wait for it to to sell out yeah last year we sold tickets um almost a month ahead of you know we were out of tickets i should say Mm -hmm. so i would definitely get in and the vip is only 150 tickets okay so if you're interested in that level um get them now last year they sold out in two weeks great and when did tickets actually go on sale like, when did they go on sale? They went on sale last Monday. Oh, perfect. So, relatively recently. Indeed. So, get on the it, guys. The clock is ticking. The clock is ticking. <laughs> get your tickets. Napa Rosé Fest. Excellent. Well, uh, Melanie and Ingrid, both from Sterling Winery, thanks for coming in. Thanks for talking to us. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you, guys. Or ladies, I should say. <laughs> <laughs> A big thanks again to our guests from Sterling Winery for coming in. But there's more ground to cover this week because it was the biggest night in music, as they call it. Uh, on Sunday night with the Grammys. Mm-hmm. And we both had a chance to uh, to check it out. And I think we, we were both, uh, we talked about it before we started, and I think we were both more positive on it than we expected it to be. Yeah, I caught some of the performances, um, and I was pretty impressed. Like, you know, Lady Gaga, of course, she's always amazing, and she um, just really rocked it out. Like, oh, definitely. Uh, shallow. Yep, yep. Right? And I had literally just seen A Star is Born like two nights prior. Ah, so, perfect um, timing. But yeah, it was good. I actually, though, I thought, I was like, wait a minute, why isn't Bradley Cooper there? I thought he was supposed to be performing with her, but then I didn't realize it was, he's performing with her at the Academy Awards. Oh, is that okay. Correct? I had the exact same thought. Because I, yeah. I remembered it was being talked about that they were going to perform together somewhere, and I yeah. thought it was the Grammys. I'm like, wait a second. Like, oh. did he get Did he get cold feet? Did he back out? <laughs> <laughs> so Mark Ronson sat in and they sort of just yeah, stared into each other's eyes for a minute. <laughs> yeah, she was really intense. She was like holding on to him. Exactly. Whoa. But Gaga is intense. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, and I loved her like cat suit. That was pretty cool too. Right. Yeah, I was I mentioned it. Was, I mean, going into this year, um, it was... The lineup going in was one that I wasn't super excited about. Like, there weren't names. I was like, oh, I have to tune in to see this person. Yeah. And in a way, it almost had like the reverse effect that I just watched to enjoy it. And it was super good. Like The performances weren't... They were good without being like over the top or anything. Like Everyone was... Uh, I don't know. They just put on good, solid performances. And, and I think I enjoyed I, it. I loved how they had... Um, the women, and I guess Alicia Keys was kind of like the, they were all yeah. kind of like the host, or Alicia Keys was Alicia the host? Alicia Keys was the main host, like the chillest host ever. Yeah. <laughs> it and felt like we were like in her kitchen. 
Right? And like the dueling, like her playing two pianos at one time. I mean, come on, lady. The two pianos thing was amazing. So phenomenal. Like she is so talented. Um, And then uh, Janelle Monet, her performance was fantastic as well. She's She's kind of blown up. I I apparently missed the blowing up process, but Mm. she's huge now and just people swear by her. Yeah. Very good. And she's essentially like a little protege of Prince. Exactly. You can definitely definitely hear that in her song. Um, but she was really fantastic. And it's nice to see that, like, yeah, somebody like her is just kind of blown up. Right. Uh, have you followed the the rock controversy? Yeah. yeah. With Vinnie Paul? Yeah, in part, yeah. What What's the other one? It just, it, the, uh, the actual televised show, sort of what they choose to show on TV. Oh, yeah. And it, it's to be expected. I mean, yeah, it's, they never. it's mm-hmm. shifted a lot. You know, it's more the rock, uh, more the pop rap country or uh are the awards you're gonna see on tv yeah i did notice like before i think the show even aired they were like chris cornell posthumously won for what did he win for i'm not totally sure that one i was a little confused by that one because it's two years so i don't know what was released i think maybe it was like a compilation album that was released or something like that yeah uh, that not is, that it wasn't a deserving win. I was just surprised that right. he was nominated. <laughs> I agree. And then, um, yeah. And then, oh, uh, Greta Van Fleet won for Best Rock Album, didn't they? Oh, I actually didn't see that one. I believe they did. Uh, I, I was hoping that Bring Me the Horizon would win. Yeah, they were there. They were there. Their outfits, I have to say, were amazing. They Very looked, good. They looked the best. They, they pulled that off amazingly I'm like yes at least they're rocking the look I, I will say even the rock nominees this year even though they it, the categories don't necessarily get the attention they should I, I felt like the nominees this year were more reflective of bands and artists and songs that were actually big this year like yeah. there was the fever, the, the fever 333 yes. bring me the horizon uh, a host of other ones. I mean, you, usually they're sort of, especially with the Grammys, they're just kind of like these write-off categories where mm-hmm. it's it's the, like the legacy acts. So they, I mean, I think Allison Chains was nominated this year or something like that. But it it's just kind of these older names that people just know at, mm-hmm. that are nominated. But this year it was cool because there's you know new artists, established artists, real um, kind of modern stuff in there nominated. So I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, absolutely. And um, let's see who else put off a killer performance. Who else performed? I enjoyed the uh, Dua Lipa St. Vincent mashup. You know, I haven't seen it yet, but I've heard it a was, lot of things about it. It was kind of spooky weird, but also pretty cool. I've heard it was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I actually am going to go Google that when I get home and check it out. It's funny because they sort of, not that they look like each other, but they sort of they had similar styled haircut. And yeah, like it, the black bob. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, it was kind of fun. Dua Lupa's great, though. She's so good. I love her. I haven't seen her. I think you saw her live. Yeah, a couple um, times. And uh, But whenever I've seen her, like, just a live performance, I mean, she's just fantastic. It was funny during, she was a uh, Best New Artist winner. Oh. And it was funny that, it, it, not sure who was on the trigger with the music to play people off. And, because it, it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't like at the same times. It was, it was always interesting to see when it would jump in. And <laughs> she st- they, they started trying to play her off and then she was going into like this bigger, like greater point about uh, female artists and stuff like that. And I think they realized, that, oh no, we've, we've started playing her off and now she's going to say something really important. And luckily they let her go. But 
Didn't they? They did that evidently with Drake. Oh, Drake people, got knocked off really quick. He did, but they were like, oh, they totally cut him off because he was hating on the Grammys, but they claim that they didn't realize that he was still talking. Yeah, and they gave him a chance to, to say it, but he declined. He definitely, they, they cut it definitely at a natural ending point. It, mm-hmm. it was, that was a little bit of an odd moment. I was like, oh, that was weird. <laughs> <laughs> poor, uh, poor Drake. Poor Drake. So sad. He wasn't even supposed to be there, evidently. Oh. They weren't expecting him to be there. Um, and there was a lot of people actually missing the whole a Ariana lot. Grande controversy. I didn't. I followed it, and I didn't totally understand what the controversy was over. So, from what I heard, essentially, she wanted to have her own set list of songs that she was going to play. It was going to be more than one song, oh. and the producers of the Grammys did not agree and were not going to allow her to do so. Mm. So she felt they were stifling her creativity and said, "Peace out. I'm not coming." <laughs> yeah. And then, of course, uh, some of the big... Uh, Childish Gambino. Yeah. Uh, no show. Mm-hmm. Kendrick Lamar. I don't know if he... He was nominated for a bunch. I'm not sure he actually ended up winning mm-hmm. as many as he was nominated for. But yeah, a lot, a lot of big name no-shows. Yeah. But it didn't necessarily, for the most part, seem to kind of slow it down at all. It uh, it still went on on its way. How do you feel about Cardi B? I had this conversation earlier today. <laughs> I, I don't totally get the Cardi B thing. I mean, she's her songs are catchy, for sure. I mean, the girls that I work with are obsessed. Oh, she's huge. So I hear Absolutely Cardi B huge. all day, every day. Ah, okay. And not to say that I'm going to put it on my stereo while I'm rolling down the road, <laughs> but um, but it's fun. And she's, she's just fun. And, I mean, she made history by winning oh, the, definitely. the first definitely. rap album. First female to win female. best, best rap album. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So and that's pretty cool. Definitely very cool, but big moment. Um, just has a very odd uh, presence, I guess. I'm not. I'm not even oh, yeah. sure how to uh, how you describe that. But I think that's all part of it. That's all part of the deal. And I think that's what people love about her. Exactly, is that she's just so wacky. True. Like she just doesn't care. She's just like, I'm this. This is me. I make weird noises, and you're gonna like it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and I mean, I I think it's fun, but um, yeah. And I don't. I don't know. I mean, I don't identify with all of her music by any means but she's she's fun you know who was surprisingly kind of amazing of all people miley cyrus oh with dolly parton uh she was for one with dolly parton and then also i think uh with sean mendez was like a surprise guest in his performance but it's funny like the path she's taken she Mm -hmm. went from that really weird album cycle where everything was just bizarre. Right. Uh, I can't even remember what the album was, but it was just, this, like, I think her life was going strange. Like, everything was weird. Everything And then was she weird. took this super, this super sharp left turn and made, like, the, the most uh, non-weird album. Like, it was almost like an Americana, like, mm-hmm. folksy-influenced album. And, like, now she's the, the complete opposite. So it, And it, I think, has benefited her in vocals and performance and I was impressed Liam Hemsworth does Miley good evidently because that's oh. her husband like uh. when she went through her crazy phase I think they weren't together ah so um, we have Liam to thank yeah but I actually do like her new single um, with Mark Ronson who was also at the Grammys uh, Nothing Breaks Like a Heart it's an right. interesting song because it's like kind of folky with her vocals but then more on like the electronic side. Right, that's the kind of the, the pop electric backdrop yeah. under it. Right. So, I mean, I think it's fun what they're doing. Like, and she's, 
she's, I mean, she's a good artist. She has a good voice. Like, you know, she's not like crazy Miley. So, I mean, hey, that was entertaining. That exactly. Phase, but, but. One of the funny, or not funny, but one of the ones that surprised me is uh, the rise of Brandy Carlisle. Um, a yeah. lot of people on my, uh, on my Twitter feed just exploded after her performance, just freaked out about it. Uh-huh. Uh, but it, it's so funny to me that uh, you know, she's got all these nominations, performing on the Grammys, and I think like eight months ago she was at the Mystic in Petaluma. Like, yeah, what? <laughs> she has blown up like within the past few months. It's yeah. been interesting. Yeah, it was. But, yeah, it was a rise that you didn't. I mean, I'm sure it was happening, but it just sort of came out of nowhere. It was surprising. And she's been on the scene for a long oh, definitely. time. Definitely. I mean, she came to Santa Rosa and performed at one of our hotels for one of That's the, right. the stations. Um, you know, I forgot about that. Intimate concerts that That's we did. That's right. And I think it, there was like maybe 25 people there or something. It <laughs> you was great. knew her when. Back in the day. I, I can go find the photo. Exactly. <laughs> but no, it's really nice to see somebody like her um, finally getting some good recognition. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I feel like for the most part, I think everyone who was recognized, like there's no one that you go, oh, they're not actually talented. Why are they nominated? So yeah, I think people that are putting in the work are seeing the benefits. <laughs> Did you see any issues with the Grammys? Anything that you didn't like? Ooh. Ooh. I think the aforementioned um, rock omission. Like, yeah, for I, sure. I, It'd be nice to see, like, it doesn't have to be the whole show, but it'd be nice to see, uh, you know, a younger kind of modern rock band playing. Uh, you know, the Red Hot Chili Peppers kind of mashing up with Post Malone. And that was mm. fun and different and interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it'd be cool to see a little, uh, a little love thrown to to the rock crowd and um well and the fact that they totally didn't put vinnie paul in the mem- yeah the memoriam in memoriam the memoriam yeah, yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and they put a lot of people like it's a it's a long segment it goes a long time yeah and vinnie paul's pretty legit to right. not include in that and he's been in the scene for ever so so get your act together grammys exactly okay, but i get to recognize them some rock people <laughs> they're extremely talented exactly so that's a wrap on this year's Grammys until next year when maybe there'll be more rock. Maybe if we complain about it enough, they'll do more. Who knows? Let's hope so. Exactly. <laughs> but until next week, it's been Rock and Vino. That's right. We had some delicious vino from Sterling and awesome rock with the Grammys. Well, actually, not with the Grammys, but you know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs>